You may notice today's service looks a little different. Today is Mission Sunday, and 50 of us went to five different countries and traveled over 50,000 miles to serve in missions this year. And um, we're excited about that. Um, so why do we go on missions? That's a good question. Well, God told us to go. He told us to go and make disciples. And there are people who are in pain in this world, and there are people who haven't heard the good news of Christ, and we have that light, and we have something to stand for, and we need to share that. And so today, we're going to get to see a glimpse of what God did through missions this year. So enjoy it. Why is there pain and suffering? Why do you have to wait on things buffering? God promised us everything and nothing. And because of a man's and woman's decision, he took it away. And we have a sad song to sing. We still live the ripple of that choice. The apple dropped through the river of life, and it didn't even remain moist. We have, to talk, we have to talk about the pain before we can even think about joy. We have seen the effects in more than one toy. Joy can come out of pain. Joy is the only reason we can stay sane. Joy can last forever, but the pain lasts for never. In order to find joy in anything, we have to understand it. We can't stop the pain from starting. We can't even ban it. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that we could find joy in the one. He told us only to follow him, and yet we still sin. For what? Momentary happiness? This might up the sappiness, but joy comes from God being glad and the fact that he can never stay mad. The only two times he'll ever wipe out the earth is through Noah and Judgment Day. The reason is because he loves us in that type of way. Amen. One thing that's almost certain to occur when being involved in missions is fear. And my mom and I have both had a tremendous amount of fears, um, but God overcame those, and God works through that fear. And I knew that I had a sense of peace because I felt like I was being led to go, and I knew it wasn't something that I just wanted, but something that God wanted also. And so it was great to see what God did. Buenos días a todos. Good morning, everyone. Mi nombre es Alejandra Coronel, nací en Caracas, Venezuela, y emigré a los Estados Unidos hace 13 años con mi madre. My name is Alejandra Coronel. I was born in Caracas, Venezuela, and I emigrated to the U.S. 13 years ago with my mother. Al llegar aquí no hablaba inglés, solamente lo leía ya que soy profesional en mi país de origen. When I arrived here, I didn't speak English. I only read it because I was a professional in my country of origin. Esto hizo que al principio pasáramos por situaciones no muy agradables, ya que sabíamos, ya que no sabíamos cómo eran todas las normas a seguir en este gran país. For this reason, in the beginning, we went through some unpleasant uh, situations because we didn't know the norms to follow in this country. A través de todos esos momentos difíciles, nuestras oraciones y fe en el Señor nos permitió salir adelante 
y hasta ahora no puedo dejar de contar las bendiciones que hemos recibido, aunque con mucho esfuerzo. Through all these difficult moments, our prayers and faith in the Lord allowed us to get ahead, and now I cannot stop counting the blessings that we have received, although with much effort. Así que vayamos al punto. Let's get to the point. Crecí en la Iglesia Católica y he realizado tres misiones con iglesias cristianas no denominadas. I grew up in the Catholic Church and I have gone on three mission trips with non-denominational Christian churches. Desde hace tres años, a través de miembros de esta iglesia me han hablado de la misión de República Dominicana y por una razón u otra no había podido viajar anteriormente. During the last three years, members from this church have talked to me about the DR mission trip but for one reason or another, I wasn't able to go then. Fue hasta este año que conocí a Elisa Milán un día martes. Hablamos de la misión de República Dominicana. Yo le comenté mis deseos de participar en la misión y el domingo de la misma semana, ella me llamó preguntándome si quería ir con el grupo. It was this year that I met Lisa Milán on Tuesday and we talked about the DR mission and I told her of my desire to participate in the trip and on Sunday of the same week she called me and she wanted to know if I was wanting to go with the group. Yo estaba muy contenta. I was very happy. Ya que Dios había escuchado mi petición de participar y fue en su momento que él me presentó la oportunidad. God had heard my prayers to participate on this trip and it was in his moment in his time that he gave me the opportunity. Así que menos de tres semanas le dije a mi familia que viajaba a una misión cristiana a República Dominicana con un grupo desconocido, pero con un mismo propósito que era el de servir al Señor. So, in less than three weeks, I told my family that I was going on a mission trip to the DR with a group of people that I didn't know, but with the same purpose to serve the Lord. Al llegar a República Dominicana y conocer tantas personas americanas que se encontraban ahí con el propósito de ayudar a aquellos con tantas necesidades materiales, le di gracias a Dios por la oportunidad de ser parte del grupo y así llevar a un país latinoamericano los conocimientos que he aprendido aquí. At the DR, I met American people who were there for the reason of helping others who have less material things than we do. I thank God to be a part of the group and to take to a Latin American country the knowledge that I learned here. Sentí que estaba haciendo un pago adelantado. I felt that I was doing a pay it forward. Así que puedo considerar que las lecciones que aprendí en esta misión fue crecer en mi fe, abogar por aquellos que gozan de menos bendiciones y en el poder de nuestro Padre Eterno sobre todos nosotros. I consider the lessons that I learned on this mission trip were to grow in my faith, to advocate for those who have less blessings and the power of our eternal Father over all of us. En República Dominicana conocí seres increíbles que me brindaron amor y me demostraron su fe en Dios. In the DR, I met incredible people who brought me love and who showed me the faith of God. Que el ser católica y compartir con mis hermanos cristianos me ha permitido darme cuenta que Dios no tiene bordes ni fronteras para enseñarnos su compasión y brindarnos la oportunidad de ser mejores cristianos. Being Catholic and sharing with my Christians Christian brothers and sisters in Christ has allowed me to realize that God doesn't have borders or frontiers to teach us his compassion and to bring us the opportunities to become better Christians. A la iglesia de Winston Road, le tengo mucho que agradecer porque a través de la misión de República Dominicana me ha demostrado aún más el amor de Dios 
y me ha hecho reafirmar mis creencias cristianas, que Dios es mi base y de Él parte todo lo que tengo en mi vida. I'm very grateful to Windsor Road Christian Church because through the DR mission trip, they have shown me God's love and they have reaffirmed my Christian belief that God is my foundation and from Him come all that I have in my life. Si no lo tengo a Él, no tengo nada y que todos vivimos en su misericordia. If I don't have him, I have nothing. And we all live in his mercy. El sol que nos alumbra es para todos, no solamente para un grupo. The sun that shines on us is for everyone, not just for one group. Así que los invito a abrir sus mentes y corazones a esta hermosa oportunidad de servir a otros que no tienen voz y abogar por sus necesidades. So I invite you to open your minds and your hearts to the beautiful opportunity to serve others who don't have a voice and to advocate for their needs. Les garantizo que no van a arrepentirse y sorprenderán de descubrir sus talentos. I guarantee that you will not regret it and you will be surprised to discover your talents. Gracias, Padre, por permitirme vivir esta experiencia y todos aquellos que contribuyeron para que yo pudiera ir y crecer espiritualmente. Thank you, God, for allowing me to live this experience to everyone who helped me and contributed so that I could go and grow spiritually. Dios bendiga a todos mis hermanos en la iglesia de Winston Road, nuestra comunidad y América. May God bless all my brothers and sisters in Windsor Road Church, the community, and America. One thing that I love about the church is that it's worldwide. Um, there's, it's made of different people and cultures and languages, and I love that. Well, one day we were in Swaziland, we had a devotion every morning, and this particular devotion was about serving and worshiping um, anytime, anywhere, anyhow. And I liked it, it was a good devotion, so I kind of tucked it in the back of my mind, kind of forgot about it. And um, we went to church that day, and it was really great service from, whatever, from what I could see. I wasn't really feeling it. The pastor was really into it, he was passionate, and I was really arguing with God. I'm like, why am I not feeling this? I feel really numb. And he reminded me of that devotion that morning, and he said, Sierra, these people are worshiping me. Um, you may not be familiar with this kind of worship, you may not be comfortable, but they're worshiping the same God as you, and you need to open up your heart and do the same. And it turned into one of the best worship experiences I've ever been a part of. God used the message to speak to me, and there was also a lady behind me who was praying constantly the whole service. And I couldn't understand a thing she was saying, because it was in a different language, but I did understand one phrase, and she kept saying it over and over. She said, thank you. And she was thanking God for whatever, but the fact was is that she was giving him praise, and I should do the same. Father God, Oh, God. Dear God. Dear God. Wow, what a week of wonders. I never thought I'd be sent to El Paso, Texas to coach soccer camp. What a joyous time. I couldn't help but think about the neighborhood where I was coaching soccer camp at. It's a neighborhood that I would typically be policing. But you gave me the opportunity to take my badge off and put my gun away and put everything in your hands. What an experience. This was our first family mission trip, and I'm still a little overwhelmed with things. I'm still trying to process everything, and I talk to you daily about this experience. The most common question I get asked is, what did you learn? Oh, 
The list is long. I learned a lot about myself, my relationship with God, and most importantly, my increased commitment to your calling. Thank you for allowing my family to go to El Paso and serve you. Thank you for introducing me to so many wonderful people. I was amazed that halfway through the camp, as I was introduced to the kids as their new coach, not one kid complained. They just seemed grateful to get to play soccer. At the end of the week, you surprised me with two 12-year-old boys, James and Carlo, who came up to me and said, thanks, Coach Jay. You know, I often deal with 12-year-old kids in my job. They don't respect adults, nor do they respect law enforcement. But these two boys were different. It's amazing what we take for granted here at Windsor Road Christian Church. It starts in the morning when we walk in the foyer and we take advantage of the free coffee and tea, say our hellos, and walk into the worship center to serve you. I know personally every Sunday I look forward to not having to make coffee at home. I know I can get my cup here. I know you don't show me these things to make me feel guilty, however, to break down walls in my heart. I'm still a little overwhelmed with what it took to set up church at El Paso. It started with a 7 a.m. wake-up call, driving downtown El Paso to a coffee shop. We took four large transportable containers from the basement to the first floor. We unloaded everything. We put carpet remnants down on the floors. I scrubbed public restrooms, toilets, something I don't even like to do at home. I also put curtains up on the windows. We put Bibles out of totes onto tables. We set up a children's ministry center so they would have a place to go in the hallway. We even put signs out directing people to the coffee shop. And then finally, at 9.30, we were able to listen to Greg Hunt's message. I sat there at the table, sweating, exhausted, but then I looked around, and I looked at the community there at El Paso, worshiping you. Then finally, at 2 p.m., we took everything down, put it back away to serve you next Sunday. And by the way, I got my cup of coffee at 2 p.m. that day. I love working at the Hub. I know you're going to do many wonderful things with that building. I made friends with a girl. Her name was Giselle. She always came running to me every day. She was like a little sister. Now I know how you feel when we come running to you. Father, you are teaching me to be grateful. These kids were grateful to have someone teach them soccer. These kids with holes in their shoes and no socks on their feet were grateful to have us there. It made me realize how much money I spend on my own kid and how easy it is for me to run to Walmart to get something when I need it. Most of all, you are teaching me to be grateful, to overcome life challenges, and to also help those kids. I've walked away understanding that I should be grateful for what I have. God, how could I ever complain greeting here one Sunday a month or helping out in the nursery here at Windsor Road after witnessing what the El Paso team does every Sunday to set up church? Thank you for showing me what church is really about. It's about building relationships and serving you in all we do. And the last day when we were at the Hub doing the demolition project, Thank you so much for showing me the street sign, Grace Place. Thank you for reminding me that it's about your grace. In your son's name, amen. 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 Amen.
Wow. So today, you allowed a chance for me to meet Pepile and Lindo Cooley. I am absolutely humbled that we get a chance to even come on this trip and be even more blessed to meet these beautiful girls. They have the best smiles and eyes. The story is kind of interesting. We had been at the care point for quite some time, and I thought I had seen Pepile, but when I went up to the girl, she said, no, that's not my name. But it continued to bother me all day because I thought I knew her face. My mom would ask, did you find them yet? Did you see them? Sadly, we said no for quite a while. Then I was in the middle of a photo shoot with one of the kids, and my mom came running. They're here, they're both here. Who, who's here? The girls, our girls. No way. She took me to Pepile. It was the girl with the eyes. It was her, I knew her face. She didn't lie though. She told me her name was Pepile, not Fefile. I had been pronouncing it wrong, and she has a sense of humor. Later during worship, we locked eyes with little Lindy. Lindo Cooley has the most radiant, pure smile. It's priceless. She doesn't say much, but that smile will make you go speechless. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to meet the faces we've been writing to for so long. Thank you that we get to be a part of our sponsor girl's journey in life. And ultimately, thanks for today. I am changed. Something's different here. I can already feel it. When going on a mission trip, there is always an expectation of change. Change in the place you are visiting, changing the people you meet, and being changed yourself. We usually go with, we want to leave an impact and be impacted. And we usually go with the idea of wanting to be able to take a lot of pictures of it to bring home to show our friends and family. We usually go with the idea of how much we are going to do for others, but don't take into account how much will be done for us. Usually, how much going will change our own thoughts, outlooks, perspectives. It usually happens that almost everything that we can say that we gave was also given back to us. Love, care, relationships, friendships, and service are just a few. When we returned from Ethiopia, I was asked if I thought that we really made a difference and an impact for Jesus with the kids that we met. And I honestly had to say that I wasn't really sure that we did. You see, that's where I thought we would make the biggest difference, was in the VBS and the medical clinic. But God surprised me. It was actually in the encouragement that we were able to give the compassion workers who serve the children and their families. It was apparent that the kids didn't need our one-hour VBS and Bible story to know about God's love because they feel it and experience it every day in the social workers, program directors, and volunteers. It was just by being a part of the compassion projects, they are being loved and cared for in ways that will ultimately change the course of their lives. Through compassion sponsors across the world and God's people who are his hands and his feet in the country, God's love is being felt. We didn't need to be there for God to do that. He was already doing it in his way with his people in a much bigger way than I could have ever imagined. So what about our team? Why did God send us to Ethiopia? Well, we were there to give that love back to them. So we gave them a break. We allowed them to rest. We gave them tools to help continue their work and hopefully make it a little bit easier. We gave them toys to brighten their day. We prayed with them. We showed them that they weren't forgotten and that someone cares about their sacrifices. We acknowledge their humility, service, hard work, and dedication. Hopefully, we show God's love to them in the same way that they are doing with his children. It might have been only been a few days, 
but God can make it enough. He can use it to sustain them for a year or two or three, much longer than we will ever be able to be there, so that his children can keep feeling his love through his people, the ones who are there all the time. So you see, we did make an impact for Jesus on this trip. It just wasn't in a way that I expected. It wasn't in a way that I could easily see or take a picture of to bring back and show you. Sure, we played with the kids, told a Bible story, and gave and got lots of hugs and kisses. But that wasn't where the biggest impact will be felt. It will be what happens and keeps happening for years to come. It was in us being there and loving people we'd never met before. It was in showing God's love to others so they could keep loving so many more. It was witnessing, showing, and experiencing the love that keeps on giving the way that only God's love can do. God told me to go to Peru to work in an orphanage. And my first thought was, really? Being a high school Spanish teacher, I don't like giving up two weeks of my summer break. I don't like having other people relying on my Spanish. I don't like to fly. And the kicker, I really, really don't like little kids. Nevertheless, I've learned in the past that it's not smart to fight with God. So I went to the first Peru meeting and signed up. I faced opposition, though. Of course, I didn't really want to go, but I had other people asking me why I should bother going. One lady even told me that if I really wanted to help, I should just donate the money I would spend by flying there to the orphanage, because that would probably be more of a help than going there myself. I asked God about that. He said no. So I paid for my airline tickets. At first it was easy. I decorated some cakes for the cake auction. I participated in the talent show. I went to some potluck meetings. It was easy to pretend that it wasn't really going to happen. I thought maybe this was just a test of obedience. And then once God saw that I was going to obey, he'd be like, okay, that's good enough. You know, like Abraham and Isaac. But that was not the case. On the Peru Trips Facebook team, I did that last time. On the Peru Trips Facebook page, one team member On the Peru Trips Facebook page, one team member, Katie Anders, kept updating with the number of weeks until the trip, which annoyed me a lot. Three weeks, two weeks, three days, she'd say, tomorrow. And suddenly it was time to face fear number one, flying. I hadn't flown in over six years. I don't like flying, remember? So imagine my sheer joy when I'm sitting in the airplane that should have taken off two hours earlier and the pilot comes on the overhead speaker and says, Our right engine still isn't working, but we'll try one more time. Lovely. I contemplated whether or not I would rather be in the belly of a big fish. You know, like Jonah. But we made it to Peru with no further problems. Fear number one, flying. Done. Fear number two, spending time with little kids. Little kids just plain annoy me. This has never been a secret, so when I told my friends that I was going on the Peru trip, the conversation usually went like, you're going to Peru? You? And I'd say, yeah, God told me to go, so I'm going. I heard the orphanage had a lice problem, so I smothered my hair in tea tree oil because I heard that lice don't like dirty hair. Tied up all my hair, wrapped a bandana around it, and put a hat on top. It was perfect. The kids ripped it all off my head the first day. The second day, one of the teenagers grabbed my hat and put it on her head. Then she put the hat back on my head. I gave up on the flight. 
I gave up on the fight against lice. There were a lot of watchful eyes on the Windsor Road Christian Church Peru Trips Facebook page, looking at pictures that were posted nearly every day. If you watch the progression of those pictures, you'll see me there, arms crossed, not smiling. At one point, my husband even asked me, how are these kids not stealing your heart? To which I flippantly replied, I don't know. I guess I have a heart of stone. But on the last day of our vacation Bible school, I could not stop smiling. I actually freaked out some of the other Windsor Roaders because the change in my attitude was so drastic. These kids are amazing. I didn't even bother learning about them before the trip, but the more I learn about them now, the more amazed I am by them. Suddenly, getting lice because I was hanging out with them seemed like the least thing I could do. They are so welcoming, happy to see us, and loving. My one and only regret about the entire my one and only regret about the entire trip was how long it took me to get to that point of loving them back. On the last day at the orphanage, I was an absolute mess. I started crying hours before anyone else. I just couldn't contain myself. I looked at Tim Brooks and I sobbed, I don't even like little kids. There was one boy in particular who stole my heart. God arranged it so I could spend a lot of time with this boy. I wish I could offer him the world, but I can't. Because even though he's adoptable, he's 14. And unfortunately, I'm way too young to be the mother of a 14-year-old. On the plane ride home, I cried again. Most of the people on the team thought it was because I was flying again, but really it was because that boy was not on the plane with us. Every day I cry and beg God to relieve me of the burden I feel for this kid. For a while, I was yelling at God for sending me on this trip so I could be broken for him but have no ability to do anything about it. But God's been, back, been, but God's been talking back to me saying, O ye of little faith, you know, like Jesus said to the disciples. I know that this is not the end of my story with Peru. God's been pretty clear about that. And bringing into my mind a lot of verses about faith, testing of character, and perseverance. But the most current verse he's given me is Psalm 37, 4. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. That's my current prayer. That his desires become my desires as I delight myself in him. Right now I have a strong desire to know his will in my life concerning Peru. And I have a strong desire to go back and love on those kids. So, hey, Katie Anders, 49 weeks. Emily's right. We are not done. And maybe God has put something on your heart today about missions. And we want to give you an opportunity to respond to God today. So in your bulletins, there's an insert that you can fill out um, if you're interested at all in a missions trip. And it's not a commitment. It's just your, your request for more information. And you can put that slip in the back. There's a box on your way out. Also, there is a meeting coming up on October 2nd. And it's an informational meeting about all the Windsor Road trips that they take. And you can just get them all 
in one meeting. So it's nice. And then out in the foyer, there are tables set up, and on the tables, there are packets for child sponsorship through Compassion International and Children's Hope Chest. And so hopefully, um, God will touch your heart. And if you don't feel like going on a missions trip, there are other ways to support prayerfully, financially. There's ways for you to impact the kingdom of God, and you can do it from right here. Um, and so let's worship together.